0: Hi, and welcome to the Tap Into Health podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fisher, a former hair puller who also struggled with emetophobia, severe anxiety, and panic attacks for the better part of 36 years. Just like you, I felt alone, unheard, and out of options until I found EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, otherwise known as tapping. That's why I'm on a mission to share my journey and show you that healing is possible In a simple holistic way join me each week in this safe space as my guests and i share what has really worked for us and our clients on our path to freedom let's dive into today's episode hi and welcome to today's episode i'm so excited to introduce my good friend and guest today who is also my eft colleague a master trainer of EFT, as well as a licensed professional counselor and a certified cognitive behavioral therapist. In her psychotherapy practice, she helps clients who are suffering from body-focused repetitive behaviors like trichotillomania, dermatillomania, and excoriation disorder. I can also give her credit for helping me overcome my 36-year hair-pulling addiction by using tapping. And if that wasn't enough, she also is the host of the podcast, Tapping with Joan, Please welcome Joan Kaler. Joan, thanks so much for being here with us today.
1: Oh, my gosh, Liz. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you created your own podcast. World, this is amazing. Liz is amazing. I'm so glad you all are listening in.
0: Thanks. So first of all, I'd like to ask you a little bit about your journey, how you originally found out about EFT, because you've been using it in your practice for quite some time. Since
1: 1996, when the dinosaurs were on the earth. When I was getting my supervision towards my license, my then supervisor and psychologist, he took a training. And at that time, it was thought field therapy, which led to emotional freedom techniques. He came back and said, oh, I'm going to teach you some tapping. And I said, what is that? And then he taught me a few sequences. I used them with my clients. I got really interesting results. People started making progress faster. And I thought, ooh, I think I really like this thing. So I just dove in. I dove in and I discovered emotional freedom techniques in '96. Joined the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology. Started taking classes, whatever I could find in energy psychology and clinical emotional freedom techniques. So here we are in 2023. It's been a journey of love. It's been a journey of love because. I've used it on myself or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I use it with my clients clinically. It's amazing. And my greatest love right now is the honor and privilege of teaching other therapists and allied healthcare providers and anyone else who wants to learn the power of clinical EFT. I love teaching.
0: You've been doing this for basically since it started almost. I feel like I got in when People are finally figuring out what this is. Oh, it's been like salmon swimming upstream before the research started coming out. I was
1: in at the beginning. I don't know how I found out about Gary Cray. He's a s- engineer from Stanford, and he's really into self-help. Dear Gary, he must be in his 80s by now. But he created EFT that evolved. It's a hybrid. It evolved from thought field therapy way back in 1993. And it just took Off. So EFT is organic. There have been so many improvements, so many changes since he created it back in 93. And then some people have taken it and done things that aren't helpful. And others have just created some fantastic methods under the umbrella. EFT is an umbrella with many techniques underneath the umbrella, which is why it's plural. That's why we
0: call it emotional freedom techniques. So my second question is, why did you decide to focus on helping people with body focused repetitive behaviors, which is how I found Joan, because in my journey, I I had hair pulling for 36 years and I knew of Joan from just Google search that she dealt with people that had BFRBs and specifically had trichotillomania. There aren't a lot of people that do what Joan and I do, and that's why I believe Joan was able to help me, because she knew how to frame the wording around the tapping that we did together so that it resonated so well. So how did you come about wanting to work with people with BFRBs?
1: Well, because when I was a little girl, I pulled my hair out. I would say the pulling, the playing with the hair, it was during my childhood, and then Around age 11 or 12, right when puberty started, then I would just pull and I'd look down on the floor beneath my desk and my chair at school, there would be piles of hair. So I started pulling then and there was nothing back then. This is in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. I went to a psychiatrist who had the best of intentions, but he was no help at all. I went to a social worker who was also a hypnotherapist, best of intentions. The relaxation part helped for about a month, and then I'd go back to pooling again. So there was nothing. Asrin and Nunn came out with habit reversal technique back in 1971, and that 50 cents would get you a tenth of a cup of coffee today. It wasn't enough. Everything that was available wasn't enough. So I joined the Trichotillomania Foundation or TLC Foundation for Body-Focused Repetitive Behaviors. And then I met other people. But it was funny because when I was in my 20s, I didn't stop pulling until I was 36. So when I was in my 20s, my early 30s, I said, God, why is this happening to me? And of course, what we don't know, I'm very, very spiritual. I have a very, very strong connection to God. And what we don't know is... We don't know why we're in misery at the time, but it will be revealed to us at a later date. So when I stopped pulling, I decided I wanted to help other people stop pulling. And that was the passion and the motivation for me to become a therapist so I could help other people stop pulling out their hair, picking their skin, biting their nails, biting their lips, biting their cheeks, whatever the body-focused repetitive behavior is. And EFT has proved to be amazing as I'm talking to the choir here. But because I have experienced Trick for 25 years, I knew what it was like to go on the scavenger hunt for the perfect hair because I pulled from my scalp, the thick, curly hair with the texture. Getting the hair out, feeling that juicy, wet root, playing with the root, playing with the hair, running the root across my lips, looking at it, pulling the root off, licking the hair, and starting the whole thing all over again. I knew what that addiction was all about. And that's why I can create specific setup techniques for people who pull.
0: I feel like our journey, although in different time frames is very similar because I felt the same where I would question God, what did I do to deserve this? And like mm-hmm. you said, it will be revealed to you at a later time or when it's the right time to be revealed. And that's the reason I feel like I found tapping and I found Joan because for me, I mean, other people have stopped and great. Other people have stopped in other ways. They just stopped doing it. They just Get sick of doing it, they stop. But I wasn't one of those people. Like I needed something to get over that hump. And EFT was what helped and what stopped the struggle, I guess you could say, of pulling. <laughs> and I do believe that there is a reason that EFT helps with these behaviors so well. I mean, I'd like to hear from you though, Joan. Why do you believe that EFT is really a fabulous way to? get a hold of or stop these addictive behaviors, like the the actual act of tapping. People ask me all the time, which I'm sure you get asked too, how long is it going to take? I think they think it's like a magic potion or something. And everyone is very, very different. Their struggles, their behaviors, their drive to stop doing it, willingness to use tapping. Why do you think that EFT works so well for these types of behaviors?
1: I think because it gets to the subconscious. It gets to the addictive nature of this. We're not just talking about a behavior. We're talking about the addiction in the unconscious, and that's where EFT goes. Plus, if body-focused repetitive behaviors are triggered by a trauma or unhappy event, then emotional freedom techniques will heal that unhappy event so that it doesn't feed the addiction, or if somebody is afraid to feel their feelings, and they pull to zone out, helping people to feel uncomfortable feelings, it's not just, okay, let's feel this feeling and wait till it goes away. There is a system through tapping that allows you to release those uncomfortable feelings, whatever they are, fear, guilt, anxiety, the causes of depression. Anger, whatever the uncomfortable feeling is, we could tap it out with EFT so that there isn't a need to zone out or go into some kind of a trance mm-hmm. and pull. There are so many causes for pulling. It's not just about the behavior. And I think EFT gets into the core issues. Another point is that people need to be willing to do it even when they feel the resistance that they don't want to do it or it's too hard to do because trick will fight them. Trick doesn't want to go away. So people have to be willing to tap even when they don't want to tap. We all say in the EFT world, the hardest part about using EFT is forgetting to use it or not being willing to use it.
0: but it's my go-to tool for stress every single day. (laughs) I used it on my son last night who said, mom, I have a stomach ache already because it's Sunday. And every Sunday night I get a stomach ache because I don't want to go to school on Monday. So we Mm -hmm. tap, you know, even though I get nervous or I get stressed out or I get, and he was asleep within minutes of, us doing that. And I actually tapped on him. I had him say the the wording out loud, and then I tapped on him, but it doesn't feel the same. That's the other thing that I tell my clients, because nothing's going to feel like pulling out a hair does, but you're not going to get that same rush. You're not going to get that same feeling. And that's the other thing that my clients are like, you know, you would rather get that sensation. You would rather get that dopamine hit of pulling than tapping. But you realize, hey, I can tap through these emotions. I can tap through this uncomfortable feeling and let it move through me. And you'll feel horrible while you're doing it, but you're present in the moment. If I had to describe it, the way it feels for me is like dropping from the top of a roller coaster down or something. Like you can feel this fluttering almost in your stomach where it's that uncomfortable to acknowledge, hey, this is in my body and I have this feeling and I have these uncomfortable emotions about something. But if I tap through it, I can be present with it and I can move through it and I can get to the other side. And wow, that wasn't that bad. And I lived and I didn't lose any hairs. Well, I always tell people, how long do you pull? Is it one minute,
1: five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour? If you take two minutes and tap, that could save 10 hairs and you don't get stuck in this addiction. So it's always your choice. But if you use this along with some other strategies that I teach, when you use this, you're far more likely to let this go sooner because it really is all up to you. There is no pill that is going
0: to take this away. Okay. Give us an example. What you would start with when you're, With a first time client? The first
1: thing I would start with is just eliminating the resistance, even though I really don't want to let go of my hair pulling because it feels good. I accept that I feel this way. I deeply and completely accept myself. However, the setup statements are the most important part of this whole thing. And the tapping points, that's the easy part, but the specific setup statements. So, okay. Even though this feels good and I don't want to stop, even though I can't imagine never pulling again, even though I have tried everything and nothing has worked, all the resistance that somebody comes up with. We do that first, and then we get into, well, tell me what this is like for you. Let's go ahead. And and I actually have them find wherever it is on their body, unless it's in a secluded place that they don't want to use at the moment, but hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, wherever. And I say, okay, I want you to touch that spot and tell me when that triggers an urge. And then we go right then and start tapping on the urge. But I want to find out all the behavioral parts of the pulling before we start doing that. So I can break this down into the layers or as we say in the tapping world, into the different aspects of the pooling puzzle. Mm -hmm. And then we can create specific setup statements according to those aspects. And then my clients must do their homework because one hour a week with me, I don't have a magic wand that I'm going to wave over you and make this go away. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to know why it works. There are people much smarter than me. They're still trying to figure out why it works. (laughs) But you
0: do do have to do it. I am sure you hate it too when it's coming back to you after a week and you say, you know, how did you tap and go, oh, I forgot to tap or I didn't know what to say. I couldn't then, you know. You have to be willing. That's probably the biggest part. You have to be willing, even if you don't understand it, even if you think it's the
1: silliest thing. Right now in 2023, a lot of people are tapping.
0: I'd say 50% of the people that contact me already know about EFT tapping. I do feel like how you mentioned before, the setup statement is the key ingredient, especially with trick to helping you clear. Right. You cannot use a script. You have to have
1: a specific setup statement according to how the trick is affecting you. And that's when it's so important to work with a practitioner so that they can help you work with Liz and I. (laughs) Just put it out there. Work with Liz and I so we can help you create a specific setup statement for your needs.
0: Right. And I remember what it was with Joan that did it for me. And she came up with this setup statement about you know, even though I wasn't able to acknowledge my uncomfortable feelings, no one taught me how to acknowledge my uncomfortable feelings as a child. That was oh. really spot on because my parents were in a really bad marriage. I was the oldest of three. I never wanted to ruffle anyone's feathers. I just kept to myself because there was already enough going on. But my dad came from a big family. And he was one of the oldest, but I just think that he was more of a mothering type to his siblings. And he grew up in a different time period. And My grandfather was very stern and you just didn't say anything. You did whatever he said. And my mother was an only child and her parents just didn't talk to her. They didn't know what to say. It was like they had no clue how to parent a child. So that's why they didn't know how to teach me to cope with or that feelings were normal, any feeling. So it's so important. That's a really important thing. Like I tell my kids when they're angry, when they're sad, when they're, you know, anything, you're allowed to have these emotions because I just how horrible it was to feel trapped by these emotions. And that's how my pulling started when I was eight. Most of you know my story, but I was stuck inside with chicken pox for the summer, three weeks out of the three month summer break. And all my friends were outside playing, riding bikes, and I was watching out the window and I was upset. I was sad. I was frustrated. And I pulled all my eyelashes out in one day. And those were emotions that were trapped and I didn't know how to deal with them. So yep. it's so important yes. to acknowledge those emotions and to have that specific setup statement that Joan is so good at formatting. <laughs> she just, things, oh. and I remember in our sessions, I'll never forget how you would stop and you'd say, wait a minute, I have the perfect setup statement. I have the perfect wording. And when she's saying perfect, I mean, it's like no one. I mean, it's like she's in your brain and she knows exactly what to say to get to that stuck energy. Keeping in mind,
1: As I'm listening to you or to my client, I want to use your words. So if something doesn't fit, tell me and we will rephrase it because this, I mean, I have ideas, but I want to make sure that these are your words, not my words.
0: Right. And that's how I feel like you did work with me. We would talk and then you would write some stuff down and you'd say, oh, I got it. Let's do this. A lot of the issues that I get with my hair puller clients are, this feels like part of me. This is part of my personality, or I don't know what to do with my hands. What will I do with my hands if I don't have this? So there are a lot of reversals, what we say, reversals in tapping um, as well. You're not going to find that on a YouTube video, how to tap for no reversal. (laughs) So that's why you need a practitioner.
1: Um, Yep. Now in EFT International, we teach that there are some resistances or secondary gains.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what the reversal is now a secondary gain. Getting a benefit yeah. from this behavior for some yes, reason. Yes, yes. What, what that means, a secondary gain. So, mm-hmm. Joan, could you lead us in some tapping? Sure. Let's do some tapping for resistance about stopping this behavioral pattern because I feel like listening right now that have trick I feel like they're like I used to be I want to stop but I don't know how to stop or have this resistance so I'm just gonna follow along with you and you can cue our listeners keeping in mind world
1: this is the script because I don't know you yet but this is a little bit of how we would start together so the side of the hand below the little finger it doesn't matter which hand you use to tap the other hand Saying, even though I don't want to stop pulling because it feels so good, I accept that I feel this way. Even though I don't want to stop pooling because it feels so good and I feel this in my hands and in my head and wherever else I feel this in my body, I accept that I feel this way. Even though it feels so good to pull and I don't want to stop pulling and I feel this urge, this pleasure in my hands and wherever else I feel it in my body. I don't want to give up trick because it feels good. I accept that I feel this way. And then starting up at the head. This feels so good. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Now I'm at the beginning of the eyebrow. I don't want to stop. Side of eye at the end of the eyebrow. I don't want to stop. It feels so good on the cheek. I don't want to stop. It feels so good under the nose. It feels so good. Why would I want to stop this? It feels so good. Middle of the chin. Why would I want to stop this? It feels so good so good. I don't want to stop. Below the collarbone. It feels so good to pull. I don't want to stop. Side of body underneath the armpits. It feels so good. I don't want to stop. And then we just take a pause and just kind of check in with ourselves and see what we're thinking, see what we're feeling, see if there's the resistance. This is kind of like a belief, and a belief is based on sensations of the body and emotions. So we look at that and say, well, I know it does feel good, but why don't I want to stop? So there might be another tapping, which is even though I still don't want to stop because it feels so good, or it is what it is. or accept that I feel this way, whatever the end statement is for you, however you want to say it. And then you go through another round of tapping. And maybe, just maybe, you start to think that I could be doing something else for self-care instead of pulling. Something else will feel good. Taking a walk, going outside and getting some fresh air. I know in the North right now, it's a little it's a little cold up in the north.
0: Joan's down in the south, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm in Florida right now, so it's like.
0: <sighs> yeah, and it's really dreary and gray. And need to, a lot of people going back into some polling if they have been pull-free for a while. I know this means for highly sensitive people are, well, yeah, they're very triggering. Or if
1: you're spiritual, talk to God or whatever that is for you if you have a beloved pet go talk to the pet I'm serious now because animals are here to help us go talk to your pet so whatever that is that will help you just take a moment and appreciate something if you can't go outside look out the window and find something to focus on I mean I have the luxury right now going outside looking at blue skies and palm trees but find a tree find something to focus on that gives you pleasure, that helps you relax. That's going to save a lot.
0: Even if you have to Google your favorite place, but it's funny how Joan is saying, well, it's not funny. It's the truth, how all of these things are outdoor. Because when we do pull, it seems your energy is ungrounded. Things are not crossing over the way they should with our energy. So It's true, like going out and putting your bare feet in the grass, hugging a tree, it's a way to ground your energy because sometimes things get a little discombobulated, especially when it's busy times of the year, the holidays, whatever. So it does make a difference to be in nature or to take a walk or to just get your energy grounded. If you can't be there in reality, then go there in your imagination. Yeah. Visualizing is also so helpful. What about, Joan, some client success stories? Of the people that are willing to do this for the rest, not that you're going to be
1: using tapping for trick for the rest of your life, but to take on this strategy and use it for the rest of your life. One client that I had, five sessions, it took her five sessions. And the last check-in that we did, she had pulled one hair in six weeks. So now she's just going to call me if she needs me, if she needs a tune-up or a check-in. I mean, that, I'm like, oh my gosh, would you please write me an anonymous testimonial? But she was a so willing. She, she was willing. She had no resistance. She already used tapping. So she just wanted to learn how to do this for trick. Others, it might take 10 or 15 meetings before they get the hang of this. Because you got to do it. When you're in your car, before you start your car, before you leave work, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And very important, folks, you can't tap in a positive affirmation until the urge or the thought gets down to a level of three or below. Like there's hardly any resistance left. There's hardly any urge left because your mind will not take on a positive affirmation if there
0: are any yes, buts yep. after That's it. A hard one. And I, m- a lot of clients will say to me, when are we going to tap positive? And I'll say, you know what? Tap positive when you're not with me because I'm doing all the crappy work when <laughs> we're together. Uh-huh. I, really, uh, Joan, I rarely do positive tapping with my clients. It's very rare. I mean, they'll come to me after a week and say, I haven't pulled in a whole week. And I'll say, did you do any positive tapping? And they'll say, no. So sometimes we'll start off a session with some positive tapping.
1: Oh, I have this really cool thought. For those that choose to tap every day, 90% of them will have success and stop pulling completely forever. For those who don't choose to tap every day, I would say, 60% experience results. Are they long-term? They could be, but they have to be willing to use their strategies. It's not a one and done. It's a forever thing because this is how you regulate your emotions. And if you're not willing to do this on a daily basis, I don't know how long the results are going to last.
0: Right. Okay. I think that that's an answer to that question because I have a lot of success stories too with clients and I can say that honestly out of hundreds of clients I can't even think of anyone that's come back after they've stopped pulling. So one of my recent success stories is a young boy. He was 11 and he had been pulling for 1 year. He had a bald spot on the top of his head right up front that was very visible and he was pulling a lot during the day and everything. So I said to him, Hey, is there something that you want, like something that would motivate you to not pull? And he said, well, actually he was real into baseball, just like my teenage son is. He said, I want to have long hair, like my idol in baseball. He has long hair. He said, but my parents won't let me grow it long. And I said, you know what? I bet if you asked, they would. And so sure enough, he asked his mom right over the call and she said, of course, you can grow your hair long. If you didn't want to pull your hair anymore and you wanted to grow your hair long, by all means, grow your hair long. So we also decided that his mom would print some pictures out of this superstar player that he loved. He put those around his room, which his room was his place where he pulled. And those pictures were in his room for him to look at as motivation when he felt like pulling. And he would tap instead of pull and look at his motivational picture. And it took four half-hour sessions. And we did one follow-up a month later of a half an hour, and he hadn't pulled since. I've never been so proud of someone in my life. I mean, what a awesome success story. But that was a technique that I'd never used before that really worked. Yep. So that was beautiful, Liz. Oh my gosh. Love it. Yes. These things just happen. They just kind of come up. He was so motivated around baseball. I thought we ought to pick something that could help him baseball related. And it did, but everyone is different. That's the bottom line. And if you're willing, if you are willing to work, I really feel that you will be helped in one way or another. And Honestly, it's up to you if you want to stop. We can't make you stop, Joan or I. We can't. Yeah. We can to hold the space for you to help you get through the things that you want to get through. And also we don't judge. We don't care if you pulled in between sessions. We don't. We want you to be successful, but we we don't judge. We we hold the space so that you can do your best work. And if you want to stop, I do believe that it's possible with tapping. We know it
1: because we've experienced it.
0: We're proof that it works. I follow and have a lot of followers that are hair pullers on social media and everyone does something different, whatever works for them. Some people just stop cold turkey. You know, I couldn't do that. So this was really the only way for me. And Joan and I can help you through whatever you need because we are, I would say we're masters when it comes to body-focused repetitive behaviors and tapping. Joan, tell us before... We wrap up. What would you like to offer to our listeners?
1: Well, I have free consultation. Anybody can go to my website, JoanKaler, K-A-Y-L-O-R.com and schedule a free consultation. And I also offer my tapping handbook for free. You can get that from my website. And then if you feel you're a good fit, I take most insurance. And then if you're in Pennsylvania, we work together. Next, EFT training. Oh, God bless you. My next EFT training is January 12th. It's a combined training. So, what I do is I teach basic EFT one day on the 12th. And then, two weeks later, on the 26th and 27th, I teach trauma EFT. So, this is particularly for healthcare providers, that portion, and licensed professional counselors, all therapists to learn how to treat trauma safely and easily. So go to tappingwithjoan.com and sign up because space is truly limited. And here we are in December already.
0: I know. So all of this information that Joan just described for you will be in the show notes at the end of the show. And I also wanted to mention that if you'd like to work with me and you're not sure if you want to work in person just yet, You can go to my website at tapintohealth.net. There is a store and you can download some little mini sessions that are pre-recorded specifically on how to tap for trick. I am just thrilled that Joan was able to take the time to be with us here today.
1: I think I speak for Liz and Liz, you tell me if I'm wrong, but we found our way out and you can't stop pulling forever it is possible. So I wanna spread the
0: message of hope. I think that's great, especially around the holidays. Contact Joan or I and we can help. Again, thanks to everyone for listening today. Thanks to Joan for being here and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep tapping. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Remember to follow and review so you don't miss a thing. Ready to heal with EFT? I have two ways to support you. Head to the show notes to start your one-on-one healing journey with me, or get started on your own by checking out my online store for pre-recorded video sessions specific to your needs. See you next time.